Welcome to the Where Humanity Meets Technology podcast, where we talk to business leaders about cybersecurity, data management, and advanced digital solutions to provide strategies to increase the profitability of your company. Now, here's your host, Maurice Hamilton, the CEO of Infinivate Consultancy Services. Hello, everyone. My name is Maurice Hamilton, and welcome to our podcast today. It's called Where Humanity Meets Technology, and we interview CEOs, CIOs, founders, chief operating officers, senior leaders of different organizations around the world and different industries to get their view on different technologies and how their technology actually impacts their business and how it actually impacts humanity. Today, I have the pleasure of having Kanal Singh Vagula the founder and CEO of Globalbox on the podcast with us today. So, Kunal, welcome to the podcast. Happy to have you. Hey, thanks, Morris. Thank you. Thanks. And I'm really happy. Kunal and I actually had the opportunity to meet California a couple of weeks ago. So we got acquainted and we actually talked about how we can actually synchronize our businesses. And and maybe there's a lot of opportunities that we may be able to work together. But during that time, we also had a chance to speak a little bit about the industry. And uh, that's what I want to actually talk about today. And just take a like deep dive into 2023. I don't want to go too far out, but um just for a mark, a reference point, today the Federal Reserve actually raised the interest rates again. And um, we actually had the the uh, thought of actually having a uh, recession that may hit the uh, United States. Uh, we always we already know what the impact it has on the global market. But I just want to ask Kanal a, a few questions about that. Kanal, what do you think about the industry for the uh, next uh, year to 18 months? How do you how do you think it's going to play out? So these are these are very challenging times. Uh, we got out of COVID, and then now we are we are hitting a tipping point of recession. I think it's everybody understands this, but nobody's talking about it. But uh, we have started feeling that we are right onto the doorsteps in 2023, where the inflation, the rate of interest, the way things are, the real estate market, everything is taking its own position. Uh, We are sitting at a tipping point where we would be getting into another wave of what we faced during the pandemic. When I just mentioned about the challenges, the economic challenges, apparently the way things are, I do see that organizations are struggling. That is, there is a huge deficit for the key skill set. We all witness huge attritions. At the same time, I'm also seeing layoffs. So it's 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 confusing because it's not it's not trending. Uh, usually, the trends are easier for us to follow. Uh, on one side, I see attritions because people are being offered uh, more than twice or three times their package because uh, the way the market had been. And and I also see on the other side, huge cut downs uh, in, in, in my rates, uh, 200 to 2000 employees getting laid off globally with good logos. So companies are getting prepared to cut down their fats and and start retaining their capital rather than spending it. And that's a sign where they are letting go people. But uh, at the same time, when we try to recruit, we are not able to find talent. <laughs> so maybe this is a transition of the settling market towards uh, getting getting towards the nearness of getting ready for for the avalanche of economic slowdown. Uh, that's my 
my vision that this is what's going to happen. So if you have capital, hold on to it. If you have key resources, make sure they don't leave you because uh, it's going to be very challenging getting into the next six months. That's that's all, Morris, from my side, when you ask me the question of what I sense, you know, the pulse of the market. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's a really great insight there when I, when I think about it. Uh, and you're right. I think that is now a good time to just uh, hold on to your cash and hold on to your capital and kind of like wait it out and see what the uh, what happens with. It's not just the United States. It's, uh, it's more of a uh, a global impact. I mean, we have uh, the war over Ukraine and uh, and Russia. We still have that going on. So a lot of things, a lot of factors are actually impeding that uh, what's going to happen with us. And you mentioned something also. And I might I'm actually starting to see a little bit of this. And I know we had the great resignation that actually happened just recently here in, in the States. Uh, are you still finding that uh, the uh, there's a, a shortage of really good qualified, certified developers and technicians out there? Are you seeing any kind of impact of that right now? 100%. 100% means uh, I, we just cracked up a, a contract with one of the largest healthcare client. They have a huge healthcare platform in Asia Pacific. And I do have a purchase order of uh, 400 resources. It's been the third month, and we have just been able to close probably 27 of them. That's a sign. Uh, We are not able to find uh, resources who are certified. We are not able to find candidates who are ready to uh, move over. Rather, I would say we are able to interview a lot of candidates because I think what the candidates are doing right now is they're testing their waters on what is the best they can get. So the candidates are out shopping. Uh, we see candidates get on through the interview, uh, squeeze uh, us up with uh, higher expectations, take the offer letter and renegotiate with their existing employer. <laughs> or apparently uh, they keep on negotiating this until they finally reach uh, double or three times of their existing package and then they move over. So this is not right because we are recruiting people who don't deserve the the amount of package we have to give them. And uh, whenever the recession is going to hit, this sect of the candidates are going to be the first who would be laid off because when you are under a hefty package, apparently you, you, you are prone to be laid off because you're getting paid uh, above and beyond of what you deserve considering your experience and your academics. So it's a, it's a risky proposal for the candidates too, and especially the workforce which keeps on changing full-time positions and very short frame of time have a colorful resume. So when your resume is so colorful, uh, people don't really put you on positions where you, you own a project because your reliability and your integrity is a, is a flag. Mm-hmm. So we all know that usually uh, we, we don't recruit people who have multiple projects on their resume, unless otherwise they were contractors and they had short-term gigs. But someone flipping over their full-time positions in a short period of time would never qualify for uh, a, a position which is highly visible and which creates a dent. So it's it's a two-sided sword. On one way, you can balance how much you can make. And then you can forget about your career path, uh, which could be uncertain, and you're taking a chance, or you stick with your existing employer and uh, wait for the right moment for you to get promoted based on your your skills and your deliverables. 
Excellent. Okay. Then I, I just, I know I have to, I want to be cognizant of your time. I know you have a flight to catch here very shortly here. Uh, one of the other last questions I want to ask would be when I'm looking at the market today, and I think one of the, at least something that we've done with our business is actually, instead of actually being a, a jack of all trades, we've kind of like streamlined our focuses, focus and uh, and made ourselves, our teams actually more verticalized. And when we come back and look at that, for example, and are you seeing or doing it? Are you seeing that with the out there with the other MSPs out there, managed service providers that they may be looking at that and saying instead of just trying to focus on so many different areas, are you starting to see anybody else doing that kind of like streamline their focus areas and and just say you know we're going to stick stick to maybe two or three one two or three different models? Are you seeing anything like that, Kanal? I do. Uh, rather, I, I I also provide consulting to a few of uh, my friends who are entrepreneurs. If you want to survive, then you need to be the king of the niche. People are going to give you, give you work because you are great in doing few things rather than average in doing many things. And uh, it takes it takes nearly a decade for you to build a reputation of who you really are. Because it's not easy to say no to oncoming revenues, especially when you know you can you can do it because it's easier for you to do it. But the moment you start saying no, it impacts your revenue, but it also invests towards your branding. So if I'm not good in doing a paint job and I'm 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 good in fixing the engine, even if paint job is something that can give me revenue today, I should start saying no and collaborate with a partner who is great in doing a paint job. So it has to be a total transparency model where it's good to create an ecosystem of uh, entrepreneurs, which could be a forward integration or a backward integration of the type of services you provide. So if you're an MSP, uh, you want to have an ecosystem that provides infrastructure support, that provides application support, that provides upgrades, and that also provides integration support. So when someone approaches you for integration work and they realize that, hey, you are good in what you do, and then there is an upgrade of the database or infrastructure, they would love to give you work as long as you are transparent in saying that we have a partner with whom we have worked in the past and we will do a subcontract with them, the clients are more than happy to work with you rather than trying to create an adventurous trip on your own and getting into the territories uh, for the first time and taking up a project and then trying to deliver it uh, at, at a loss. Because we all understand in IT, the most important thing is approach and methodology and which can never be taught in a university. It's learned over the period of time. So the way you think and the way you create a roadmap is is a million dollar deliverable right there on the table. Means if if you can steal someone's approach, you can deliver. I know that. <laughs> That's pretty excellent advice. I'll take that advice myself. So <laughs> thank thank you for that. So I, I know you're pressed for time here. I just wanted to do like a really quick mini podcast just to try to see if I can uh, grab a glimpse of the uh, the the next year to 18 months and from your perspective, because you've been doing this a long time. You've obviously mastered what you've done. You've had a very successful uh, organization with Global Vox and uh, it's uh, international. And uh, and I uh, applaud you for what the work you've done. It's very admirable to see that and to, to hear your advice. So I want to thank you for that. Thanks, Morris. Thank you.
everybody. Well, that was one of our mini podcasts here with uh, Kanal, and, uh, and he is the founder and CEO of Global Vox. I'm very happy to have him uh, with us today. And uh, so we want to thank you all for listening and uh, stay tuned and make sure that you uh, go back and like this podcast and uh, look out for future podcasts. Thank you, everyone. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from your host, connect with Maurice on LinkedIn at Maurice Hamilton. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.